Good morning, everybody. As uh, many of you know, because of the coronavirus, uh, we have have to do things differently. I know change is a dirty word in the church, but we do need to make changes so that we can actually minister to you. And this is the first opportunity for myself and for Matt Hazelwood, who is to become our new acting rector as of Monday, to share with you. I want to uh, first of all share with you from the scriptures in regards to reading a couple of verses that you will know very well um, from the prayer book, which speak to us about the character of our God. The Bible says to us in Daniel To the Lord our God belong mercy and forgiveness. Though we have rebelled against him and have not obeyed the voice of the Lord our God by following his laws which he set before us. And then John reminds us that although we have done things wrong, we have forgiveness. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just and will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And as we go through the difficulties in regards to this coronavirus, we are reminded that our God has overcome the pandemic of sin by sending the Lord Jesus Christ into the world to die on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins. But he is sovereign over all events, and Matt will share with us in the, shortly from Psalm 46 about his care. I also want to pray for us now, and as you know, this is not only a time where we're dealing with a virus, but the other change for us is the change of joining into partnership with St. Martin's Calara. And so I'm going to pray two prayers. One, first in regards to the joining in partnership, but second, the second prayer is in regards to the virus. So let's pray in regards to our partnership. Heavenly Father, the Bible teaches us that we are to seek first the kingdom of God and the congregations of St Peter's have over the last six months been prayerfully seeking what would be the best way to grow our congregations at St Peter's both in Christian maturity and numerically. It seems best for us to form a partnership with St Martin's and I pray that you will help us as we adjust to this new arrangement. Father, you know that there will be changes, some major, some minor. And you know, Father, that change is always a difficulty for us. And so we pray by the power of your Holy Spirit that you will be at work in each one of us, that we might be able to humbly accept what comes before us. We pray for Matt and his staff and we pray for the staff at St Peter's, for Shauna, for Heather and myself. 
and for our parish councils and wardens as we work through the adjustments that have to be made. We do pray, Heavenly Father, that what we do will, in the end, extend your kingdom, that people will grow in their faith in you and the Lord Jesus, and others will come to a saving faith in Christ. And we pray these things in his name and for his sake. Amen. I'll now pray a prayer in regards to the virus. Heavenly Father, we pray that you'll take the fear, anxiety, anger and feelings of isolation from people receiving treatment or under quarantine. Give them a sense of purpose in pursuing health and protecting others from exposure to the disease. Protect their families and friends and bring peace to all who love them. We pray also for those who are working to find a solution to this problem. We pray for the governments of the world and of our own country that they may be able to act wisely. We ask that those who are aiming to find a solution to the virus might be given wisdom and insight and that you will bring that about. We remember in our prayer, Father, those who are most vulnerable at the present time, the elderly and the people with chronic health conditions. Protect them from harm and be their comfort in this time of uncertainty. And we pray, Heavenly Father, that throughout all this, that people will understand that they are not in control of this world and that they might turn to you and that many people might come to a saving faith and trust in the Lord Jesus through this situation. For we ask in his name. Amen. Ransomed me, and like a flood, 
His mercy reigns, unending love, amazing grace. The Lord has promised good to me. He's worth my hope, secure. chains are gone I've been set free my God my Savior has ransomed me and like a flood His mercy reigns unending love amazing Shall soon dissolve like snow. The sun forbear to shine, but God who called me here below will be forever mine. Will be forever. going to read you, to you the passage that Matt is going to speak to us from. It's a psalm that many of you will know, and it is Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore we will not fear, though the earth give way, and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea. Though its waters roar and foam, and the mountains quake with their surging, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come. And see what the Lord has done. The desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. He says, Be still. And know that I am God. 
I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Thanks, David. It's uh, great to be here with you at St. Peter's online and and say hello to all of our friends in in East Linfield and around uh, and the community. We're really glad that you're watching and and able to connect in this way. Uh, And I'm really excited to begin to meet you, uh, even if it's only online to start with. And uh, it's, uh, it's a challenging time for all of us. I feel super humbled and super excited to be able to come here uh, at St. Peter's and begin pursuing our partnership together. And thank you for having me uh, with you today. Uh, it's, uh, it is a difficult time, and it was a really difficult decision to suspend the, the public gatherings. Uh, but the good news is that church isn't cancelled, it's just different. And so we're going to be doing three things. We're going to be having church online. We're going to have our virtual video services available Um, each Sunday. We're going to um, secondly get people connected into pastoral care cluster groups and thirdly we're going to work out how we can show the love of Christ to our neighbours and the community. And I'm really thankful that uh, David and Heather are going to help coordinate and make sure that we we begin to do all of those things really well. But I am going to need some help and I really hope um, there's some people uh, who are willing to put up their hand to say yeah I can help with uh, videoing uh, with uh, editing of videos uh, to help with um, social media and uh, developing online uh, community uh, and chat groups, maybe Google Hangouts or uh, through Facebook groups, through WhatsApp and other things. Uh, and we're going to need uh, some people who are tech savvy to help out perhaps some people who aren't that tech savvy as well. There'll be lots of opportunities to show kindness and love, the kindness and love of Christ in so many practical ways. And what I'm going to ask is, I'd really love it if you could get in contact uh, with David and Heather just to let them know what it is you might be able to do uh, as we begin this new season uh, together. And uh, we also want to make sure that we care for each other, uh, that we care for families with kids and we help family discipleship to continue. And so if you can help Shauna Uh, in developing and and doing things for families and kids, uh, then if you can get in contact with her, that would be fantastic as well. You know, this is is a challenging time. God is certainly, I think, refining us, testing us, causing us to pray more deeply, rely on him much more deeply perhaps than we have in the comfortableness and the blessings that we have living where we do on the beautiful North Shore of Sydney. But our world is hurting our communities are hurting and our churches our churches are actually, I think, really well placed to be the centre of practical love and hope in our community. There's a thousand different expressions of this. There's going to be lots of confusion about what's going on and the epidemic and we want to encourage everybody to grow closer to God, to be looking out and caring for others in our church community and to be reaching out to our neighbours. And if you need help, or if you're able to help, please do get in contact with the ministry team. We really uh, want to work together on this. We're going to be doing some really old-fashioned stuff called making phone calls. We are going to be doing that to keep an eye out 
on people and we're going to need to have lots of people just being able to call up and see how people are going. And uh, the pastoral team here, uh, are going, the ministry team are going to be able to give you some guidelines and help on what to say and things to follow up on with people as well. And uh, as, uh, as with everything with this coronavirus pandemic, it's a daily thing, it's a, it's a weekly thing, and we'll keep you updated as best we can. So please do check your emails, please do respond, please do get connected through uh, our, our chats and online groups, and uh, be engaged so that we can uh, care for each other and we can, and we can care for you. We have a great passage from God's Word today, Psalm 46, and uh, I'm going to share it to you actually from St. Martin's Kalara. And next Sunday, David is going to share uh, the Bible message here from St. Peter's East Linfield. Partnership in action already, and uh, it's really exciting to see what God might do as we begin this journey together. Can I encourage, particularly if there's anybody who's living alone, that we want to care for you? Or if you're able to help visit or care for people who live alone or need some help, can you please contact the ministry team? Can I also encourage you to make the most of the time if you do have to self-isolate, or perhaps your uni's on holidays, or you're not able to do what you'd normally do. I want to encourage you not to waste time on Netflix. I want to encourage you to go deeper in your relationship with God. Um, Perhaps consider doing an online course through Moore College, one of their PTC courses. You can do that all online. I reckon in a few weeks you might even be able to smash out uh, a couple of hours a week, a subject or even two. You could even do an exam and you can do it all online. Just go to Moore College and look for preliminary, preliminary theological certificate. So I want to thank you now. I want to thank you for your prayers for St. Pete's, for the community, for me and for for all of the ministry team. I want to pray that God will open more doors for his gospel work during this time. Who knows what God might do in and through this. We want to pray that God would take away the fear from our own hearts, from our friends, from our neighbours. We want to be encouraged and meet together, even if it's online, as often as we can through this time. And we want to consider how it is that we might love God and love our neighbours day by day. Thanks very much, everyone. And uh, we're going to cut now to our sermon. Thanks. Resurrection that we will rise again. 
defender, suffered and crucified. Forgiveness is in you. Descended into darkness, you rose in glorious light. Forever seated high. I believe in God our Father. I believe in Christ the Son. I believe in the Holy Spirit. Our God is three in one. I believe in the resurrection that we will rise again. For I believe in the name of Psalm 46 in particular beautifully captures the ultimate reality of God's goodness. That God is the king over all things. And that he is good. And his name as creator and redeemer and ruler of all is Jesus Christ. So easily, too often we doubt God's goodness. 
And this psalm reminds us that God is our refuge in the storm. The coronavirus is a storm, it's raging around us, but in Christ, our fear can give way. We can trust in the one who commands our destiny. And as we negotiate this season together, let's keep our eyes on Jesus and pray how we might use it to grow in love for one another and for God. My prayer today is that God would show us that Jesus Christ, crucified and risen, is the one with all authority in heaven and on earth right now. That he might awaken in us the strongest faith in the goodness of God and the love of God and the mercy of God and the supremacy of Christ in all things and give us the deepest, deepest comfort in our suffering. The sweetest fellowship, even if we can't meet together on Sundays, the sweetest fellowship with Jesus and one another that we have ever known. For God is good. Psalm 46 tells us we can have confidence in the goodness and greatness of God. Three ways I just want to show you briefly. Firstly, I want you to know that God is a refuge. That's a big theme. Look at verse 1 with me. Chapter 46, sorry, Psalm 46, verse 1. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. The uh, ancient Israelites were never that comfortable in the sea. It was the place of chaos for them and uh, they were really afraid when it came to the sea. But God in his kindness and mercy calms the sea. We know the stories in the Bible when Jesus walked on the water, when he calmed the storm with a word. And with this great confidence, God's people can take refuge in him. When you recognise the goodness, the greatness of God, when you take refuge in him, I guess what that means is you've fled for your life and you've found life and hope in him. As verse 3 says, fear is excluded, even no matter what the extreme threat is, whether it's, as it says here, floods or earthquake, but here in our global pandemic, fear is excluded. Those who fear God need not fear anything in this world. But you'll only do that if you believe that God is good no matter what you face. That's when you learn not to go to God for your needs, but to go to God for his will and to trust in him. You don't realise that God is all you need until God is all you have. That is the key. Certain things that are your hope, your safety, when they're threatened, when they're taken away, you say, God, give them back. And maybe he will, but the secret is not to go to God for what you need, but go to God as what you need. And then you can have confidence in the goodness, the greatness of God as your refuge and strength no matter what is happening. Which ties into the second reason we can have confidence in the goodness and greatness of God. And that is that God is with us. Verse 4. Verse 4 says, There's a river whose streams make glad the city of God. The holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fail. God will help her at the break of day. Nations are in uproar and kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice and the earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. See, God is as much in control in the troubles of our world 
in this coronavirus, in the trying to cope with uh, all the things that are going on and the things we uh, are having to uh, to stop and just uh, try to work out what community looks like. You know, we think that we're great and when our world comes crashing down, we're left with nothing and we are so blessed in the world that we live here in. Here we are in Sydney and Kalara and around in the suburbs here on the North Shore. We are so blessed. We need to remember that God alone is great and so when he says, I will be with you, that itself is significant. It's significant because we need much more than help in the present moment. See, what exactly does it mean that God will be with you when the destructive forces are gathering around? I think when God promises this, it doesn't mean he's going to give you kind of comfort, warm, fuzzy feelings. But he's going to be a friend who stands by your side, who walks with you in the toughest of times. See, God's greatness and goodness is seen as he speaks tenderly, as he works in you, as he reminds you in and through his word of the lengths he's gone to show and demonstrate his love for you, to give you that hope for eternity. You see, God's greatness and goodness are seen most of all in the Lord Jesus Christ. It's personal with him. God himself shows up. He comes into the world and he dies for us. As he contemplated that crucifixion in that garden of Gethsemane on the night before he died, he didn't abandon us as he faced that incredible darkness. And so why would he abandon you now as you face challenges and suffering now? As we face this pandemic, I want you to know God is still there for you. That Jesus loves you. That God dwells with his people and in his love and mercy and grace and patience. That you and I can know what this means. If you're not yet a Christian, take hold of that. If you are a Christian, lean on that. Long for that great heavenly hope. The new Zion, the new Jerusalem, that is our great hope and confidence. In fact, we can only know God's goodness by faith, by seeing what he's done to keep his promises in Jesus and then seeing the great promises and hope of heaven that await us. Revelation 21 says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. The first first heaven and the first earth had passed away. There was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Now the dwelling of God is with his people, and he will live with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. And he will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things will have passed away. Death and mourning and tears and pain will be no more. Life, joy and love get the last say because of Jesus. And that dovetails on that third and final reason that you and I can have great confidence in the goodness, the greatness of God. Because he's bringing peace. I love these verses. Have a look with me. Verses 8 to 11. 
Come and see the works of the Lord, the desolations he's brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I'll be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. The focus in the psalm shifts from defence to offence. This is always how I used to love to play rugby, uh, being a great uh, admirer of the game. I'm looking forward to seeing when we can get back to having the footy on. But as we apply that to the world we live in and what God is doing, it takes us to our knees, so we must pray for the doctors, the scientists, the health professionals, for our government leaders, globally, locally, as they seek to bring peace in our world in this time of crisis. Please pray for peace. Peace with God that comes through knowing Jesus and peace from this terrible pandemic. Pray because in the goodness and greatness of God, history is moving forward to his goal of peace. We long for peace in the very depths of our being. And the good news is Jesus died for us to give us that peace, to defeat evil. He is Lord over the coronavirus. And he calls us to stop and be still and know that he is God. And that he will call the whole world to stop. And people only have to stand still and see. Not only stop from fear, but anxiety as well. That God will be universally acknowledged as the King of all the earth. So, let me say, this week, when you feel doubts, when you feel frustrations or sadness or fear, when you doubt the goodness of God, look again at Jesus. See, the goodness of God means that God is the final standard of good and that all God is and does is worthy of praise. Only when we see Jesus doing that for us will we know the goodness of God for us and will commit ourselves to living that out and experiencing that peace. Then even in our lowest moments we can have that confidence. God is good. He's not fickle. He's not having a day off. He will not fail us, but he loves us. He strengthens us. He cares for us in the time of trial. Will you pray with me? Our Lord God and Heavenly Father, we're so thankful that you speak to us and that you give us your word today in Psalm 46. Thank you for reminding us that you're a refuge for us, for teaching us and showing us that you are with us no matter what and for showing us how it is that we can find peace in our hearts, in our world and for eternity. We, we just thank you, Lord, that we can gather together, even online. We pray for the efforts to care for one another within our church and with our neighbours in our local community. We pray you would bless those energy and that effort from our people and that you would be with us in Jesus' name.
Brothers and sisters in Christ, I'm speaking to you from my office in St Andrew's House. You're listening to this video and watching it in your home, in your lounge room, or perhaps with a small group of friends. You might ordinarily see a video like this in church, but of course you realise that I've directed all ministers not to meet in Sunday gatherings for the time being. This follows a direction from the Prime Minister who has indicated that Gatherings of more than 100 persons in an enclosed area are now banned. This will be followed through with injunctions from our state. We've also been asked to exercise social distancing, one and a half metres from other persons. We've therefore taken the decision that it's best for our public worship services to be suspended for the time being. It therefore means we'll have to be more creative about how we can to fellowship with one another. The early church didn't have opportunity of large meetings. Uh, they met from house to house. And maybe small home groups ought to multiply and people can gather in small numbers, not breaching any of the regulations from the government, so that we can continue to fellowship with one another. There'll be those in your congregation who are vulnerable and elderly, who may be housebound or isolated. And maybe you as members of the congregation now have an opportunity of ministering to them. There may be people in your community who aren't members of your church, who also feel isolated and vulnerable. And maybe this is an opportunity for you to go and knock on their door and ask how they're going. We have a responsibility as Christ's people on earth to serve him with the best resources that we have. A hundred years ago in the Spanish flu, when churches were likewise suspended, we found ways of doing things, but today we've got Wi-Fi, uh, opportunities through social media, even the simple telephone can provide access to people who are feeling lonely and dispossessed from the opportunity of fellowship with the people of God. I'm reminded of uh, the psalmist's words in Psalm 91. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely he will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. God's word remains true 3,000 years after this was written. We live in difficult times. We live in challenging times with COVID-19. But we can live faithfully as God's people. We can encourage one another. And I particularly encourage you to think of creative ways of fellowshipping with one another, of opening God's word among you. You might even want to read the latter part of 1 Corinthians 11 and use visual aids to comfort you with God's words as he did with his own disciples in that last supper. There are so many ways in which we can serve Christ together and serve the community in which we live so the love of Christ might emanate from us as the people of God so that through this crisis our calmness might be evident, our love might be redolent so that anxiety might be 
lessened among those whom we live and work. And as we do this, we do it all for the glory of God. Thank you and God bless you.